Welcome to the IKBC Coaches Huddle. Fantastic to have everybody here. Uh, we've got a live stream on. I'm Coach Ollie from the Ivanhoe Knights Basketball Club. I'm the Coach and Player Development Director here. And uh, the Coaches Huddle is our new uh, resource that we're getting out to all our coaches. We've got 144 teams for the summer season playing in the EDJBA, the Eastern District Basketball Association. We wanted to create something so we could share some coaching uh, philosophy and also help our coaches in some new and innovative ways. One of those ways is through our uh, video content that we put out through our Instagram uh, and Facebook. And another way is also is to create these live uh, opportunities for you to jump in, um, watch some videos, and then also record it for our podcast as well. I'm really, really excited about this new project uh, and able to share this on, with these monthly uh, subjects. And uh, we're looking forward to getting it started. No doubt, as we begin this process, we'll get better and better at putting them together, uh, but I'm excited all the, nonetheless. Our first subject is about planning and season planning and how do we plan for the season ahead? How do we also look at uh, planning our training sessions as well accordingly? Um, and really, when we look at the summer season for EDJBA, we're looking at now sort of from October uh, with a break over Christmas, and then we're back in finishing up at the end of first term, uh, heading in uh, to that Easter break. So really, for a lot of our teams that are domestic level here in Victoria basketball, um, you've already really got an hour's training session with your players. So we're going to have to look at how we plan for that and what are the different phases of the season. One of those phases for the season here really for us is beginning um, from the get-go is what are those phases? What are the phases of the season? For me, I think there's a couple that are pretty stand out. You've got your grading phase for the season. So that's obviously that point, those first sort of six games where you're working out whether your team is going to be an A grade or B grade, C grade, D grade, respectively, and you're playing those games. Then you've got your in-season. So once the games start, once grading's been completed, and then you've got your finals, which I think tends to start a little bit earlier than you think uh, preparing for finals. So for me, grading phase, really, really important that we're developing our team skills. We're playing games. They do count. They are important in regards to where the team finishes, but really, really important to develop our team skills in this phase. In season, then we can start, I think really, we've got a bit of an idea of our teams as coaches now, having played six games, we can start to look at the different areas of player development we need to work on, and then we can start to add in a little bit more team strategy. Finals comes around. When I think of finals, I think probably about two weeks out from the finals. So we've got our playoffs, it's normally a first versus fourth, second versus third situation, singular knockout. We kind of want to start to think about that two weeks out and really put a strong focus on team strategy and your philosophy and making sure that's really embedded for when you get up to that final stage of the season. Deep dive into that grading phase. So as we said before, we've got our brand new team with us. We've got eight players. We've just met them, especially this week if you're with the Knights, we're in the first week of training. You've just met your players. It's a good chance then just to get to know each other. I think this is a great time to be working on two and three player offensive actions, maybe some pass cut, some drive and kick, those type of things. Um, you want to try to get some defensive drills, so maybe some two on two, some three on three. Really get your team interacting, trying not to focus too much on team strategy at this stage because the team is very new and the games are going to be coming at you thick and fast. With our three-on-threes and our two-on-twos, we can put a little bit more of a defensive focus on them. So maybe the focus might be, you know, you've got to get three 
you get a defensive rebound, you can change over to the next phase. Lots of passing activities, get your team interactive, get them to start to know each other and how they move around. Really great example through our video here is you know, something like looking at what our drills look like. You know, are they a coach interactive drill or are they player to player drill? When I think of a coach interactive drill, I think of a simple you know, dribble at drive. So a dribble at pass cut example through our video here, our coach is catching the ball at the point guard spot from the player. The coach is leading the drill, so they're dribbling and they're making the pass. I find these drills are really effective, uh, maybe with a lower skill team or while you're trying to install something. That way the coach has got a real control over the, the tempo of the drill and can make those great passes. Whereas our players, sometimes as they're developing between themselves, they can't always make those great passes. So we can introduce the action as we go along. Maybe with our older teams, we might start to get partners involved. You know, here in this drill, we're looking at, you know, driving the ball to the wing, passing to the corner, making a cut, getting the players to start to talk to each other, interact more, um, you know, showing hands, these types of things, big prompts on our actions for them. And then from these sort of drills, we can start to add in maybe one defender, two defenders as we go through. One of my favorite passing drills at the moment is my box passing drill we've been using. You know, we start, it's a four on four drill that builds itself up. So it starts firstly uh, with four players inside the three point line. The ball begins with one defender and for every four passes, we add in a defender. So we're starting to sort of get our players to start thinking about their passing, moving, talking to each other, and then we build it up, make another four passes, add in a third defender. So this drill should build itself up now into a four on four situation for which you can go and play for a score, or maybe you're just gonna do it just purely for the passing. These sorts of drills, we wanna really focus on, are our players moving into space? Are they talking to their teammates? Great drills in that early part of the season when you're trying to build some team rapport and a little bit of team chemistry as well. In season, we get to that in season part. I've played six games. I've got a bit of an idea about what my team's about. I've got a bit of an idea of what my players are capable of now. Um, we've seen what the sort of oppositions we're gonna to start to play against in their skill level. We can start to look a little bit deeper into, into okay, what does my player development look like? Are my players lacking in certain areas? Um, you're probably gonna find your players are lacking in a lot of different areas, but what's gonna be really helpful for them in a one hour training session um, to really boost their ability uh, to make an impact in the game and also get a joy out of the game as well. Team concepts, we've now got a better understanding of our team, some of our players' individual strengths as well. So now we can start to put them into those team concepts on offense, on defense. Do I have a great scorer? dribble the ball really well and attack the basket? Do I have some maybe some taller players that you know I want to get closer to the ring or am I a team that can shoot three-pointers really well? Maybe that's not the way we want to play. Maybe we just want to space the floor out. Same thing defensively. You know, are we a team that's you know more suited to pressing up the floor and being aggressive or are we best to maybe drop back and play that sort of half-court defensive style game? Finals. As I mentioned about finals, when we get to that sort of finals phase, that playoff phase, you know, we've got a bit of an idea most of the time of not whether or not you're in that top four. Sometimes there's that situation where you're sitting sixth or seventh and it's a really tight league. 
think to yourself, are we or aren't we going to make finals? But I think as we get to that sort of back end of the season, we've done a bit of our player development work. We're hoping our players are doing their work outside of training as well. And we're two to three weeks out now from the end of the season. I like to see a real big focus on team drills. You know, two, three player, four player drills. Maybe we're working through our offense, four on four, working through our offense, five on five on oh, or five on five, those type of things. And we're looking at maybe our advantage, disadvantage drills. When we talk about advantage, disadvantage drills, we're thinking about those 2v1 situations, um, those 3v2 situations. I think sometimes as coaches, we, we think about those sort of drills and we think, oh, 2v1, that's a fast break drill. You know, 3v2, that's a, that's a fast break drill. But really, when we look at the game and the way it's played, you know, player drives, gets past their player, they draw another player. You know, we're, sometimes we're playing 2v1 in the half court in certain areas. And maybe it's a baseline drive with a defender coming from the, the bottom side or maybe a defender coming down from the, the foul line to help. What's my other player doing? When my defender leaves me, are they cutting to the ring? Are they cutting to space? Are they standing still? Uh, it's a good one. So really want to look at those advantage-disadvantage drills, um, especially in the half court, and mixing up where we play those drills from. Do we start them from the foul line? Maybe we start them from the wing. Maybe we do some of our two and three player actions, our dribble handoff versus one defender, or our pass cut versus you know two defenders versus three offensive players. Really start to bring that into the game, especially for our under 12s and under 14s and under 16s teams. I think it's really, really important. We've had some great conversations over the last couple of weeks with coaches leading into the season. And it's certainly one I get asked a lot uh, as the coach and player development director here with the club is, you know, how do I organize my training session? You know, it's certainly something that came through uh, on our Instagram when we were sort of looking for questions and, and things that people wanted to know a little bit more about. Um, you know, I like to think when I look at my training plan, and this goes with whether it's my, my senior programs I'm working with, um, my representative teams, or and even with my uh, domestic teams here with Ivanhoe, I look at my training time as money. I've got an hour of training time. That means to me, every minute is worth a dollar. So I've got $60 to spend every single week on my team. How am I gonna spend that money effectively? I don't wanna spend that money. I wanna to try to get some investment back from that money too, but I also don't wanna waste it. I wanna try and get the most value out of the money I've got. So if I'm maybe with a, an under 12 team and we're just gonna do some partner passing. Standing on the sideline, the classic, you know, find a partner, stand on the sideline, you pass to me, I pass to you, chest passes, bounce passes, overhead passes, those types of things. Can I do more with this type of drill or can I change this drill slightly to get more value out of it? You know, maybe I'm adding in a situation where it's, I'm gonna pass to my partner and I'm gonna maybe run away, touch a cone, come back. You know, now I'm working on some movement, some cutting. Maybe I'm gonna have a situation where my players are dribbling across the court and making passes to each other. Now I'm starting to add in some ball handling into this really simple drill. I'm getting a little bit more value for my money out of it. You know, same thing with my shooting drills. Am I gonna start my shooting drills just standing and shooting? Is that gonna give me a lot of value or Maybe I'm gonna introduce a little bit more to that drill. Maybe there's a, a dummy defender that you know, has got their hand 
uh, on the shooter, putting a little bit of pressure on them. Uh, maybe I've got to catch the ball and, and do a little bit of a ball handling routine before I shoot, these type of things. Can I make my shooting drills shots that we get in a game? You know, maybe we're going to do dribble handoffs, no defenders, 2VO, but we're going to say we've got to make five layups in a row. You know, then maybe I'm going to add the defender in, then I'm going to add maybe a second defender in. I've built this drill up now from a, a, a five-minute drill that was just shooting on its own into a two-on-two -two, um, read and react drill to my defenders. Getting value, getting value out of our drills. What do I think, and I get asked this a lot, what's the winning drill? <laughs> I always get this asked, is, what's the best drill? Now, what's the best drill for this? What's the best drill for that? There is no winning drill. Uh, there certainly is no uh, drill that's um, best spent uh, for any team that gets you the win uh, on the weekend. I think it's being consistent and persistent with the way that you deliver your training session. You know, being consistent in what you what you ask of your players. You know, if it's a cutting drill, how are we receiving the ball? Are we receiving it with one hand? Are we cutting to the ball with two hands? Being really consistent with our footwork. Are we coming to a two-foot stop here? Are we coming to a one-two step? Uh, stop here when we're when we're going through our cutting drills. What's the shot we're taking? You know, is it a layup? Is it right-handed layup? Is it a left-handed layup? Am I scooping the ball or am I? Is it an overhand off the backboard? Being really consistent and persistent with what you demand from your players is really really important, and that helps continue to develop their understanding of the game as well. A big big one on that one. For me, where would I spend my time? Where do I spend my money? And I wanted to put together something really simple for us to look at around that as well. You know, we've got probably our you know, five key age groups, our under eights, under tens, under twelves, under fourteens, under sixteens. And I'm looking at this from an overall point of view. So, you know, we're gonna have teams of varying ability. But when I look at under eights, I think it's gotta be it's gotta be ball handling and passing. Not all our under eights can make the ten foot ring unfortunately. So spending a lot of time on shooting, while also important, isn't always going to get us a great bang for our buck. But I think ball handling and passing certainly brings more players into the game. It allows a bit more confidence with our younger players and, and gets them involved a bit more. Even if I'm a player who's maybe six or seven years old, I can't make the ring. I can feel like I'm part of the team if I can catch and I can dribble. Love doing some advantage-disadvantage games with our kids at this age group, some 2v1, or maybe it's some one-on-one where we, we dribble out around a cone and the defender runs around another cone. These type of things are fantastic for that. And most of all, it's gotta be fun. Put in some great games in there. Play some tunnel ball, you know, play some dribble knockout. Get those sort of games in there as well because the kids love that sort of stuff. Under 10s, I'm still getting that focus on that ball handling, passing, shooting really important. I'm putting maybe a little bit more of a focus on my shooting now. A lot of my players should be able to make the ring at this age group. Uh, I want to look at how we do our layups. Is my footwork correct in this area? Am I finishing off the backboard? Am I using my left and right hand when I'm dribbling? Advantage, disadvantage is great at this age group. They love these sort of things. Our box passing drill we we're just talking about before is a, is a great drill for this age group. I'm starting to get a little bit more focus on defense now. Okay, can I find my player? Can I stay on my player from a man-to-man -man perspective? Um, making sure that we're very mindful that, you know, in the EDJBA, zone is outlawed. Uh, we can't use our zone defense. Uh, so can my players start to, you know, 
defend and guard their play, stay in front? Can they contain the ball? Have they got good defensive body position down low, arms nice and wide? We can add a little bit of structure here at under 10s. Have an end ball play, have a sideline play. These things are great, fun things to introduce to our kids at this age group. Uh, and when you know we're gonna have a lot of out of bounds, we're gonna have a lot of jump balls, we're gonna have a lot of side balls as well. Um, and again, straight back on it, gotta have some fun. Put some fun games in there. Some of the games that we use in under eights, don't be afraid. Our under 10s love those games just as much. Under 12s, under 14s, under 16s, I'm starting to get some offensive actions in here now. All right, we've got some fundamentals. Under 12s, I'm starting to introduce that pass and cut. I'm starting to use maybe a, a dribble handoff in there as well. There's some conjecture around whether or not, I, when and where we start putting in on-ball screens. Um, for me, personally, my philosophy, I think the dribble handoff is very effective at this age group or the dribble pitch in under 12s. Um, it's got a little bit, it's a little bit more dynamic find um, unless I've got a player that can really screen really well generally I'm putting a, a player that's not on the move next to a player who's trying to be on the move and I'm actually adding more defenders to the equation at this age group I'd like to see our players either be at a triple handoff or be at a pass and cut and move off the ball at an under 12 level defense has got to be a big part of this area now really being responsible and understanding your role on defense uh, and picking up your player we can certainly put a lot more structure in. Under 14s, now I'm really developing that screening action, dribble handoffs, screening away actions. Maybe I've introduced a little bit of screening away actions in under 12s. Now I'm really putting that into effect now in under 14s. Lots of advantage, disadvantage drills. Understanding the dynamics of making decisions uh, is really, really important. I get to under 16s and I'm hoping that the coaches before me have laid a great groundwork for my players. You know, they're certainly, they're, they're understanding a lot of the actions we're talking about now. I want to really create lots of advantage, disadvantage situations. And I really want to take advantage um, of the skills of my players. You know, do I have a tall player? Do I have a great shooter? Do I have a great ball handler? All these type of things. Um, defensive structures certainly in 14s and 16s we can really start to lay some groundwork are we pressing up the floor you know are we playing half court are we are we playing man-to-man -man under the three-point line which brings me you know some really simple ways we can structure our defense at, at this level talking with coaches you know we were just using a really simple color matrix you know red means that we're up full court you know Orange means that we're you know, playing a half-court man-to-man, we're picking our player up at half-court, and, and, and maybe blue, we're cooling off and we're, we're picking up our player you know, under the three-point line. You know, I think they're great things to talk about and come out of timeouts with our kids and say, okay, we're in a, you know, we're in a red on a score and we're in a, maybe a, an orange on a, on a, on a miss. Um, these type of structures can be added in and, and they can start to really think through the game a little bit more. Don't be afraid that when you see those fun games, we recently put one up uh, on our Instagram, Builders and Bulldozers, you know, throw a bunch of cones on the ground. The builders have got to pick them up and turn them up the right way and the bulldozers have got to knock them down. While we use these as fun uh, teaching tools in under eights, I certainly have used these sort of drills in under 14s and under 16s as a warm-up. You know, just a great, really simple, fun warm-up uh, to get our players moving around and a little bit competitive as well and lots and lots of fun. When we're putting our training plan together, 
You know, spend some time, think about the things that your team needs to improve on. Think about the things that the team needs to improve on for the long-term prospects of the season. You know, I think sometimes as coaches, we can be a little bit uh, reactionary in the way we coach. You know, we come out of that, uh, we, we come out of that uh, game on a Saturday and we think to ourselves, oh, you know, we didn't rebound very well today. Let's spend 20 minutes doing rebounding drills. You know, don't worry about those shooting drills. Let's just spend 20 minutes on rebounding because we weren't very good at that. And then, you know, the old adage is you, you come around to Saturday's game and, gee, you rebound really well on Saturday, but you didn't shoot very well. You know, we didn't really spend a lot of time on shooting. All right, well, you know what? We're going to spend a lot more time on shooting. So, you know, and that can be, a, a you know, a cycle as a coach where we're, we're constantly trying to work on the things we weren't great at um, the week before. Trying to have some really simple structures in place. You know, maybe you've got that 15 minutes. It's ball handling, passing, a little bit of shooting. That gets you started for your session. Maybe you're starting to 15 minutes of defensive work. I like doing my defensive work early in the training session, really to promote it to my players, that it's an important part of what we do. And then maybe I do some offensive actions um, in that light, that middle, that middle sort of 15 minutes. And then that last 15 minutes of my training session, we're looking at either advantage, disadvantage, or, or two on two, three on three, four on four games. Breaking it down, those, those 15 minute segments. And instead of saying to myself, well, we weren't great rebounding team, we're gonna do a whole bunch of rebounding. Maybe we just make it a real focal point when we're in those drills that rebounding is really important. You know, we're, we're in our three-on-three -three games now. Maybe I'm putting a value on rebounding. So I'm going to say every time you get an offensive rebound, it's an extra point uh, for your team. Or if you don't allow any offensive rebounds, you get a point. These type of things. Um, that way, now we're, I'm not having to completely change my long-term plans and structure, but I'm actually just putting a real focus on it. Maybe my shooting drills are going to be more focused to the shooting that we didn't do a great job of on the weekend. So maybe we didn't finish very well around the basket. So we're going to do a little bit more finishing, but we're not going to change our whole outlook of training and say, well, we're going to do 15 minutes of more finishing because I really don't believe that that's going to suddenly give you that uh, miracle answer that you need um, to suddenly play well. Again, be consistent, be persistent in, in what you want from your players and how you structure your tra trainings uh, and practices. So, said, we had some great questions as we've come along. Um, some of these certainly are taken from our recent coaching courses that we held um, over the school holidays period. Um, we, we spoke about before about you know how do I devise my time what some things that I'd spend a bit more time on. I think transition defense is a big one. Can I spend more time working on my players going from offense to defense? That's a really big one for me. And I think a lot of the times as coaches, we shy away from it. Um, we're not sure how we can use the full court um, to do that because we're running on a half court and sharing with the team down the other end. You know, engage that team. You know, play some two-on-two -two baseline to baseline, you know, teaching our players to run back, turn around, point, talk, who have they got, who are they matching up on. You know, really, really important. Some defensive transition work, I think you can work both sides of the ball. You can look at how we break out into our fast break, how do we spread the floor, get our players to run wide, get that ball to the middle of the floor, or maybe your philosophy is to get that ball wide to the wing. These type of things are really, really important. Then, 
uh, for me, definitely got to spend some time on some defense. And I, with our defense, it doesn't have to be just that, like defensive sliding, individual sliding uh, sort of roles. It can just be playing some two-on-two and really putting some, uh, some clamps on the offense to allow the defense to really settle in um, or maybe starting out two-on-two with possessions in different areas rather than just starting, okay, we'll throw the ball out at the top of the three-point line. Let's start here, just a classic two-on-two. Maybe we move our two-on-two and we play it off the wing. Uh, Maybe we move our two-on-two and we play it with a player in each corner. These types of things. Um, Have a little think about where and what you do from a games perspective. Um, I'm always interested to see what our coaches come up with. We'll certainly share some more content around different types of games and and two-on-two and three-on-three games that you can play with your coaches. Um, and and also ways that we like to structure our training sessions. Uh, And I think we'll get a little bit more out of our sessions as we go along. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're listening to the podcast, we really, really appreciate it. Make sure you like it. Make sure you subscribe to it. Make sure you follow us uh, so we can get you involved. Get onto our Instagram account at the Ivanhoe Knights. Certainly in the lead up to these uh, recordings, we'll put some uh, opportunity there for you to drop some questions in. They were fantastic, the ones that we we received uh, in the lead up to this one. Uh, And we really want to make this as interactive as possible for you. I hope it's been really, really informative. Uh, If you're out there, share it with others, share it with the basketball community. We think it's a great resource and, uh, and we want you to make sure you're getting the most out of it as well. All the best and we'll see you uh, in a couple of weeks time for the next IKBC Coaches Huddle.